which is, oh, oh hi, sorry. Hi, welcome to the gym. This podcast is about the many and varied schemes of the many and varied US law enforcement and intelligence agencies, organizations and committees, and how they are stupid and funny. Join us in our merry journey through space and time. Hi, I'm Barry. You might know me as that guy everyone is always telling you not to be. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and I'm, I'm Seamus. You may know me from the documentary film Potassium, Nature's Other Lube. Ask your doctor before, okay? So. Yeah. Oh, and then there's Chess. Hi, I'm Chess. I'm the guest today, and I actually invented the CIA as just a way to fuck with people. That is true. Yeah, that's. I've, I've looked up the documents, and the name Chess keeps popping up. We should have started with her in episode one. I mean, I mean, you really should have. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, how, far, how, how far into this thing are we can maybe we can make this episode one? We just yeah, just reboot, reboot, reboot. I'm out. I, I got a tattoo of that. Okay, uh, Chesh uh, made the mistake of of being interested in in some of my weird American foreign policy rants. So I said maybe uh, she might like to join us on one of our shows, and that's how this happened. Yeah, he made a. He also told me that it's apparently a serious podcast and made the mistake of inviting me along. Yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a ride. Not and Barry on one of my shows that covers like current events and uh, watching him go off about <laughs> like <laughs> European <laughs> politics for about a half an hour was great. Sorry. Yeah, but you know what? Be before we start, though, I mean, we, we I'm sure we'll we have an ad at some point, but. You should probably plug your show. Me? What's your, yeah. Like, what? Who are you from? The people that don't know out there in the web universe of who am internet I from? thingies. Yeah. Where are All you right. from? I'm, I'm Shesh. You can find me on YouTube or on Twitch. On Twitch, I'm likely doing art stuff, and you can find me at Goblin Q Cheshire. However, if you find me on YouTube, you can just find me as Chesh. And I do a variety show, so sometimes I'm talking about current events. I have a show called Dumb Feck Friday, where we have a giggle at some dumb things that we find, and I don't know what I'm going to do when Twitter goes under, because I, that's where I get all of my content for that. <laughs> um, and then on Tuesdays, it's mostly just me hanging out on Tuesdays, talking about whatever thing I happen to have found interesting recently. perfect professionalism, Barry, that's how yeah, it's done. that's it. I wouldn't <laughs> about that. I just say it's okay, I've been one. doing this longer than Barry has. Dumb Feck Friday, Friday. Yeah. Hey, that opening is great. Oh, hell yeah. What's everybody drinking today? Where did you get Feck from? Dennis. Nice. Where did you get Feck from on Dumb Feck Friday? It was just a not to say fuck because I'm you know it's Irish thing. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. yeah. We say feck as in feck off and you big fecker. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. Used oh, in the exact same way. You never saw Father a Ted? Bit a little bit different in, in the Irish, but that's okay. You gotta watch Father Ted. Oh, I'm missing yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Club Zero. Zero. Oh, shandy. Zero sugar. Wah, 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 wah. Is that the ad for today? Yeah. No. I got tea, but I also got a We don't have ads in this podcast, Chesh. I don't know why. why there's See, no ad in this Have you ever had this? No, what is it? This is this is Sleeman. It's a oh, it's a brewery that's near me. That's like a Canadian oh. brewery. It's got a beaver and a f and a maple leaf as their logo. <laughs> sounds pornographic. Sleeman sounds like a, the bad guy in some movie. I didn't get you some of this. It's it's a light beer though. It's not like it's not even an amber, but Almost. they do have an amber version. 
This is just original. I'll definitely Before check it out. This is, the, this is the first in a series of sub-series of podcasts within the JIB uh, about CIA-arranged coups. A lot of these will sound very simi similar, like, like each other, because the CIA has a specific method that they deployed all over the world, but mostly in Central and South America and Southeast Asia and the Middle East, surely the best of the Easts. <laughs> right, here is the uh, pattern they use. After a period of instability, where a country's resources were being stolen by international corporations, uh, they finally managed to nail together a democratically elected government. That new government passes legislation, or looks like it might, to reallocate income from the country's resources to its own people. The CIA moves in, finds some disaffected group, uh, often in the army, funds and trains them, topples the government, puts a fascist dictator in control who opens the country's resources back up to international corporations. And after about 25 years, the entire project collapses and they have to start all over again or do something else. And when I say fascist dictator, I mean someone who rules uh, with a police state, tortures, illegal detentions, extrajudicial killings, etc., flaunting wealth while the rest of the country is racked by poverty, an atmosphere of public suspicion and paranoia, smashing any attempt at worker organization, meaning unions, a pathological hatred for the left, intellectualism generally. Uh, so it's not just me saying the word fascist for stuff I don't like. Well, they usually ban unions and ban yep. uh, opposing political parties. Correct. Uh, not just ban unions, but they will move in with the army and smash them with guns. Right. In not not shoot them, like just actually gun butt. We're going to waste bullets on these communists. Uh, the, um, in, in Argentina, people, the union leaders just started disappearing. I'm shocked. That'll uh, work. So we assume they were killed, but they just disappeared. Uh, yeah, so it's not just me saying the word fascist for stuff I don't like, which is something I get accused of all the time by all sorts of people <laughs> on Twitter. Well, you're just saying fascist for stuff you don't like. People on Twitter don't know what the word fascist means. Yeah, it means you have no idea what it means. This is like literally fascism. Uh, yeah, and the CIA keeps putting these people in charge of countries. Over and over again, you'll see the same thing, right? He says literally, when literally is also used a lot of the time to mean facetiously. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean literally, literally, literally. I know what you mean, but you're talking to people on Twitter. Okay. And so they don't literally know what fascism is. They literally yes, don't they know. Literally don't and know. you're telling them who they also are using the word literally to mean facetiously. You just mm. don't speak the language, Barry. Facetiously, of course, is one of the uh, two words in the English language that has uh, all the vowels once and only once in the correct order. Now, I've started this. Uh, the, the title of this podcast, I'm going to hope, is PB Success. Which Why is the, of the operation, right? And the reason I'm starting this about the coup in Guatemala in 1954 is our topic, right? What's the date um, that you're starting at? You what? The date? In 1954. So you're starting in 54, you're not going to talk about like the... Oh the, no, the, they're going to talk about the whole thing. No, okay, but when you said we're starting with P, uh, PB we're Success, are this, we I mean, starting... This episode, we're starting this episode with called PB Success. Oh, okay, sorry, I misunderstood. The reason um, we're starting yeah. with PB Success instead of the more obvious Operation Ajax, which is everybody's favorite CIA crew, the one in mm -hmm. Iran, uh, yeah, is because there's, the, yeah, because there's a common misconception of American foreign policy interference that it's always about the oil, right? You'll see that in, even in sensible reporters as well. Oh, it's about the oil, it's about the oil, right? That's never the central concern. The central concern is always about control of the markets. Control. Right. It doesn't matter what the market is. In this case, it's about bananas. Right? Hey, there she is. Guatemala was one of the original banana republics. Now, here we go. Guatemala is a small country in Central America between Mexico and Honduras. It achieved independence from Spain and Mexico in 1821, which I guess is the answer to your original question there, Chesh. Mm. Hey. <laughs> achieved independence from Spain and Mexico in um, 1821. For the rest of that century, it was subject to all sorts of political instability as different actors, mainly the Americans, tried to take advantage of its resources. 
By 1900, the United Fruit Company, UFC, owned the entire banana industry in Guatemala. They were the largest exporter of bananas in the world. For most of the first half of the 20th century, it was run by various, uh, the country was run by various fascist dictators working with the UFC and the United States government. Anytime a dictator was challenged by democracy, American forces would move in to make sure the democracy didn't take hold. There's at least one case from 1920 when the American army landed troops on Guatemalan soil for this purpose. Now, one of these dictators was Jorge Ubico. That's him. Hey, Jorge. Hey, Jorge. Como estas? Under Ubico, hundreds of thousands of acres of public land were transferred to the UFC. But is the UFC also like some kind of fighting organization? Yeah, yeah. Every time, every time I said this, I felt like I was talking to mixed martial arts thing. But this is the UFC is just the fruit company. Yeah, it's so, a big Joe Rogan thing. So, hey, we're going to have a lot of crossover in this episode, right? Oh, you know, geez. from Joe Rogan people and people interested oh, yeah. in CIA. So, that's, yeah. that's our main audience. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of acres of public land were transferred to the UFC. By 1930, the UFC was the largest landowner and the largest employer in Guatemala. It owned all the telephones and all the railroads and operated the only proper port in the country. So this private company basically owned the entire infrastructure of Guatemala as a private thing. Which is and classic. the UFC, before it became the UFC, was a merger of a handful of different companies. So mm -hmm. that basically it was a merger of companies to create a monopoly, not just in Guatemala, but as well as in America. It is a fascist a dream. Monopoly. Having total control over all the land and the people. Well, the United Fruits, yeah, what United Fruits did is they created a vertical monopoly. So they yes. not they did it's the same thing that Ticketmaster does right now. Yes, right? They, yes. they control the top to bottom the entire process. They, they owned the railways. They owned the they owned the property. They owned the working uh, the working class situation. They owned uh, the radio. They owned so they owned so many things top to bottom in the industry that they were in that there was no not only was there no competition but they could do whatever the fuck they want yeah, it's kind of like the lar a larger scale of like what the the pullmans and those kinds of folks did at the turn of the century right where you would have like um you know uh company towns right so yes. you, you were you got paid on company stock and, and you could only buy at the company store oh you mean like walmart you know. trying to pay people with walmart gift cards right yeah yeah well this was a company country exactly right right um, Ubico, this gentleman, passed laws to enable forced labor of homeless people and allowed UFC to discipline its employees however it wished, up to and including execution. So I can't great. wait to get like taken out to the back of the Walmart parking lot and get shot because I didn't treat a Karen properly. Well, um, the, the thing was vagrancy was a crime and it was sentenced to 100 uh, days of forced labor for UFC. So that's the what perfect marriage of state and corporate power, the fascist dream, right? Well, well, back up. What was a crime? For that? Vagrancy, if you're homeless. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Hmm. Not the worst thing they did, but pretty bad, right? Yeah. I like the, the idea of a corporation being able to punish you for being homeless <laughs> is like <laughs> such a dystopian nightmare that it's like, what What the hell are you talking about? But if, like, if, yeah. if Walmart owns the city, right? Like, then mm. they do what they want. Like there's movies about that, and the movies are recognized as science fiction. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's going it's on in Guatemala City? Uh, what else? Oh yeah, the UFC paid no taxes. Of course they didn't. Which again is the fascist dream. Zero mm. tax is the fascist dream. 
it, yeah, and, and I agree with switching the language a lot because like calling it capitalism, I think does capitalism a disservice and it doesn't mm. and it and it allows these fascist groups to hide themselves in capitalism. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, I, because I, if you I, don't like capitalism, you're a communist and it's or you're a socialist, which is basically a communist, even though none of those things are true because yes. they wanna they wanna water down the language so they don't actually have to take responsibility or be caught doing what they are actually doing, which is fascism, which is what you currently yes. see now. In a in an article once I said fascism is a uh, weaponized capitalism. Oh. I mean, yeah, yeah, mm. I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, yeah. Capitalism done wrong. Say again, Chad. Capitalism done wrong. Oh yeah, capitalism done wrong. You're weaponized. Uh, UFC paid no taxes. Um, Ubico answered several inevitable peasant uprisings with internment and massacres, all supported by the United States, acting under pressure from UFC executives. These UFC executives had many ties to the Eisenhower administration, including to Alan Dulles, the director of the CIA, and to his brother, John Foster Dulles, who was the Secretary of State. So can we talk about how like big of a conflict of interest it is to have two brothers in these two positions? Yes. No, no conflicts at all. Oh, wait a minute. No, everything's fine. Yeah, we checked, we checked with the Ethics Committee oversight. It's fine. Uh, th this just in. We, we have an ad. We do have an ad. Uh, we do have an ad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's I time for, uh, yeah. We have a sponsor announcement. Okay. There's no. Uh, are you sure? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, okay. they always they always want it in the middle of the show for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I some, they said somebody signed a contract to do that. Well, no, I didn't I'm, do that. Did you do that? Random of agreement and not a contract. But I didn't do that. Did you do that? It's not about me. Why don't you just tell <laughs> us what, what what's what's out there? All right. All right. All right. All right. This week's uh, our sponsor is Global Media Enterprises, uh, who have who have uh, produced an amazing pinup calendar called oh, okay. Takeda Girls. Uh, Miss October is Dynamite, uh, and I mean literally. Uh, she dresses uh, as a stick of dynamite with the URSS stamped on it. That's Spanish for USSR, by the way. Uh, these girls uh, sure delight and thrill in equal measure, dressed in a delightful range of attire from local, locally native-worn travailleurs in the more modern weapon-grade dressed triptal uh, uh, is the modern Guatemalan city woman. Miss March absolutely slays with her boniello and her AK-47 strategically placed across her enticing form. Yowzer. Uh, but that's not all. Order today and get a box of bananas free. Well, not free because bananas are never free, as we've about to learn. Back to you, Barry. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry. Sorry about all that. <laughs> ten bucks is ten bucks. Ten bucks is ten bucks. Never say no, right? Gotta, gotta make that paper. Gotta make that bread. That's right. That's right. Okay. This is going to seem irrelevant after the after hearing about that calendar. But in 1944, when U.S. forces were busy elsewhere, a democratic revolution led by Jacobo Arbenz took, actually took. He immediately set about fixing the country with a series of social and economic reforms. Is that Arbenz? Yep. I've never seen him before. I've seen the other guy, but I've never seen him before. Yep. He, he, this he man is an absolute Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, that's 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 better than I here. So it's well, I thought his name was Jacob. Yeah. Sorry, never mind. Moving on. Yeah, a series of social. His middle name. His middle name. Chad's his middle name. 
Okay, Jacobo, Chad, Arbev, <laughs> uh, he immediately set about fixing the country with a series of social and economic reforms. The main plank of this was a land redistribution program to, uh, to enfranchise campesinos, uh, campesinos being landless peasants. Uh, mm. Nevertheless, by 1950, the UFC profits were twice as large as the revenue of the entire Guatemala government, which is funny, it just does it on its own. And it wasn't enough, obviously. So Jokes on them, the, United, the, the UFC was the government. <laughs> Well, uh, effectively, yeah, yeah. But then Arbeth took over, and that wasn't true anymore. You mean by took over was democratically elected? Uh, yeah. Well, mm. well, Putin was democratically elected. No, no, this too, guy we're so. looking at, 168% the looking at right now, 168% of the vote. Well, there you go. This guy was actually democratically elected. That's one of the things that makes this whole situation so like ironic. Was, that was America our... went busting in there, being like, "We're bringing democracy," but the guy that they're voted elected, in yeah. in a democratic process. Mm. And one of the main policies that he changed was made a bunch of landowners, which then allowed like eighty thousand people able to vote when they wouldn't have been able to before. Yeah. But I'm sure you'll get to that. So Arbenz had to go because they were only making twice as much as the entire government. So Arbenz had to go, right? The, uh, the prep for Operation PB Success was a campaign of psychological warfare. The first wait, CIA wait, wait, you can't skip why. You can't skip why the CIA showed up. Uh, okay, go. Okay, so the CIA showed up. Okay, the reason why the CIA showed up is that uh, this guy that we're looking at right now gave, what, took property back from the UFC. Right, yes. he took the property back, but he the didn't just land take it. Uh, land program, yeah. Right, he was buying it from them, so he wasn't just yes. stealing it from them. He bought it from them. But here was the trick: the cost, the amount that he was giving them for the land that they owned, which was about seventy-eight some odd percent of the usable land of which they were only using twelve percent of. Yeah, they he gave them the amount that they claimed that the land was worth when they were trying to scalp money off of having to pay taxes to the government. Yes, so they, they under they under they undersold their own land value, were, yeah. Right, they were projecting that the the land that they were on was worth less and reporting that it was worth less so they could pay less on it. So when this mm. guy was buying the land back from them, he was like, "Ah ah ah ah, I'm going to give you the amount that you said your land was worth." And they yeah. got mad. And what did they yeah. do? They cried to the American government and were yes. like, "Eh, mommy American government, the mean man is making us is giving us money that we said our land was worth when we were trying to rip them off." This is also uh, another thing that's very common in these stories and these coup stories is that when the democratically elected government takes over, uh, they use the 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 what what the other guys had been doing, what the fascists had been doing against them. Yeah. And this is what Arbenz did. And that ha that's happened in Iran as well, actually. So the um, yeah, so the, basically the 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 UF the the UFC the the company that was already making ridiculous amounts of progress went to the U.S. government and was like, "Help us!" And they went, "Okay," because guess what? The two people worked for this company back in the day when yeah, these guys when they were lawyers for yeah, this company John that, assi yeah. that assisted them in the buying of the yep. property in Guatemala. <laughs> and those two guys are not the only um, people in the Eisenhower administration to have ties to the UFC. Oh, correct. It was a huge mm. company at the time. I mean, it's still yep. large. And on top of that, <clears throat> on top of that, there's this whole other, <laughs> there's this whole other little bit. And this is the thing that makes it absolutely hilarious is this was, they hired a very 
good PR person. And that's why they were able to succeed. And this is what I mean whenever I talk about on my own channel about whether you can use PR for good or for evil, because perception was everything. Perception yeah. was everything. They went on a huge campaign in America to convince the American people that Guatemala, who had a democratically elected per, like government in charge, were communists because they yeah. didn't want to be run by corporate. Yeah. Wow. It's not just that, but they also ran exactly that. Uh, they also ran a, that kind of campaign inside Guatemala. Yes. Hmm. Exactly. Sorry, please continue. I, I just couldn't okay. skip the fact of that the whole reason why these people were here was because a business needed to cry to the government to use the government tax dollars paid for by the American people to support what ended up being basically a genocide and a 40-year civil war, which was backed, by the way, mm. by the American government and the CIA. Organized, more or less organized by the CIA, yeah. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Starting to rethink my my condensed podcast script strategy. <laughs> I mean, you made the mistake of inviting me here. No, it's great. Please keep interrupting me because this is all good stuff and provides interesting context. So stop me whenever you want, right? There's, there's just it's so much, and like the reason this happened yeah. was because like a decade before there was a merger that went on for United Foods, and so yeah. when United Foods merged together, it got too big, and so when it got too big, it had too much political weight that it could throw around in lobbying and that's what they did it's not like they just as much as i'm joking that they just went and cried to the government and the government went okay no it took them a lot of pressure to do so and yeah. a lot of additional propaganda that was thrown around on the government the, the american government right and so like and, and i say this not because like it it does matter to this story but it matters now that shit is happening now yes currently happening in america right now and it's not just happening in america against foreign people from america it's happening to americans right the fuck now well the hope the hope of all these podcasts that we're doing the hope is that uh, people listening to it would understand that they can apply all this this is not just dry facts this is stuff that the american government has done and continues to do and, and will do to its own people because corporate is more important to them and it's not just the American government, of course. There's lots of governments doing lots of shady business. Oh, like absolutely. France is up to shady business in the Sahel. And mm -hmm. England is always up to shady business. But this well, particular I'm not gonna podcast is about American foreign matters. policy. Yeah. The prep uh, the for Operation PB Success was a campaign of psychological warfare. The first attempt to get rid of Arbenz was Operation PB Fortune, authorized by Harry Truman. But it was a complete failure. The second one was also a failure. But the third one was a PB success, mostly because of the groundwork. Although Arbenz had the support of the tiny communist party in his coalition, there were communists in Guatemala, but it was a tiny communist party and he had them, he had their supported for a, a basically what was a rainbow coalition. No communist party members ever held any cabinet position. The CIA engaged in a comprehensive campaign of propaganda, black ops, false flag operations that were designed to make it appear as though the government uh, was being threatened by Guatemalan communists who were obviously being controlled by Soviet Russia. Uh, for an example, the CIA planted boxes of weapons marked with hammers and sickles to be discovered. Uh, for another example, the CIA convinced Cardinal Spellman, uh, the Roman Catholic Archbishop of New York, to write a letter to the devout Catholics of Guatemala, urging them to rise up against Arbenz. Yeah, so now, they weaponized. So, so they weaponized Russia, who had nothing to do with this, by the way. They, right. they, they went and looked. Russia had nothing. The Soviets had nothing yeah. to do with any of this situation. And on top of it, they where did they go? They went to the church. 
they, they went the to spelling, pastors yeah. and convinced them to add politically charged rhetoric yep. to their uh, pastoral like yes. sermon. This guy, um, this guy, Cardinal Spellman, right now, this really guy, Cardinal Spellman, was part of um, a cabal of Catholics, Roman Catholics in New York, mm -hmm. who were who were basically doing all they could to get political power. He's also active in a number of other podcasts, which I think we'll be doing in the future. Um, he has a, he had something to do about uh, Vietnam as well. Vietnam, a lot of people don't realize, was a, a Roman Catholic operation. But what do you see in America going on right now? You see politically charged sermons in churches. Mm -hmm. And part of that, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, is this the CIA doing this? Or this is a, or is this CIA tactics from another country that's trying to screw with American mm -hmm. Well, the Guatemalans, the the good Catholics of oh. Guatemala, had to written had to listen to various lectures from their priests. I hope it's Guatemala. I hope Guatemala is like just messing with America and doing the exact same thing that America <laughs> did to them. That would be just like uh, on the ground. The CIA worked with a Guatemalan general called Castillo Armas, uh, whom no one liked, not even the conservative wing of the Guatemalan armed forces, who would usually be the the natural uh, allies of these people. Uh, the CIA pumped Armas and the tiny number of people who followed him with resources and weapons and training uh, while they were pumping bullshit into the media. And I, I, I think that said Armas had something like the, the entire rebel force controlled by Armas was about 300 people, from what I remember. So, um, yeah, the, um, the basically there's a whole ton of propaganda went out that was like, well, Guatemalan doesn't want to fight the American army. The American army is so strong. Mm -hmm. And then the Ameri mm -hmm. and then they did exactly the same kind of thing that Russia is currently doing with Ukraine. But yeah. I mean, real, like that probably would have been the outcome had the propaganda not worked that like the American army would have failed miserably in Guatemala. They did not have the resources nor the number of people. Well, it wasn't just it wasn't just propaganda. There was all sorts of weird operations. Like one one yes. thing they did was the CIA um, dropped a load of bombs on Honduras. Yep. Armas himself right. received three thousand dollars a month, which even now would sort out a lot of my problems. And that's <laughs> that's in nineteen fifty four dollars. So yeah. Arbans's Arbans's friends. Where, where's Arbans? Huh? Where's Arbans? Give me back Arbans. Sorry. There he is. Arbans's friends. Our chat of the really hour. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> Chad. Chad. And some local communists, including <laughs> young Chad Guevara. Chad Guevara, careful now. <laughs> Sorry. Not to all. They're all Chads. Uh, begged him not mm -hmm. to, but he resigned in 1954 and handed over power to Colonel Diaz, who was the head of the army. Diaz assured Arbenz that the Americans told him if he took over, Armas would get nowhere near the presidency because everybody hated Castillo Armas, right? Soon afterwards, the CIA had a conversation with Diaz and told him he was, and this is the quote, right? This is the actual quote just not convenient for the requirements of American foreign policy. Yeah, and this guy <laughs> this guy stepped down. Basically, his reason for stepping down was that he um, he was trying to protect both the Guatemalan people, but also um, because he wanted to try to keep intact whatever he was actually able to put forward while he was still there. Like, he didn't yeah. do it to, like, save his own skin, and he didn't do it because he was, like, a pussy. He, like, did everything that he possibly could. It's just the CSI had way more resources and way more capability yes. than he had at the time to actually be... Because conveniently, weirdly enough, the radio station that he had access to happened to go down for a couple weeks right at the exact yeah. time that the CIA was broadcasting from Florida pretending they were in Guatemala. Funny thing that, that this poor man, if this poor mm. man had hired me, he would have been fine. 
He did everything <laughs> he could. No, Arbaz did everything he could. Yeah. He did. He went to the he went to the UN and he did everything he could. Yeah, and uh, and what happened at the UN? Oh, you um Britain and France both said, Hey, we need to do an investigation into this, and America vetoed it. And it was yeah. the first time a veto like that had ever been used against allies. Mm. Dicks! Because they knew. Yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Yeah. A lot of a lot of convenient things happened, huh? So Diaz uh, was told that he was just not convenient for the requirements of American foreign policy, which presumably means uh, he had a respect for democracy and human rights. Diaz was stunned and asked for confirmation from a higher CIA source. The higher CIA source was John Purifroy, who was personally appointed as an ambassador to Guatemala by Eisenhower and the man who was known in some parts of the world as the Butcher of Greece, for reasons Yay. which we can over in a future podcast. Mm -hmm. Purifroy not only confirmed the CIA position, Sorry, this is just this is this is this is this is just. But handed Diaz a list of names of Guatemalans who were to be shot immediately, and Diaz asked why they had to be shot. And Purifroy said, and here's the quote: "Because they're communists." Now you're not usually supposed to say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. But what there's what the CIA are telling people here is yet you can only be in, we will allow you to be in charge of this country only if you kill communists. So I guess that uh, better off dead than red is a little bit yes. more serious than, to, than other things. But they don't have to demonstrate in what way they're communist, right? They just have to say right. that they are and then convince people that they are, right? Well, well, yes, but in a way, like there was a Guatemalan Communist Party. And all those people would have been registered communists. So I guess, I mean, I don't know if any of those were on the list, but I doubt it because they're not, none of those had any power. They probably just meant union leaders and or worker organization people. They probably meant communists by that. Right. So, like, it's the same as, like, defining fascism. Like, just calling something yeah. you don't like fascism or just mm. calling something you don't like or want to get people against a Nazi or, or a communist. It's like, well, you know, all you have to do is define your terms. And realistically, I just think people need to get better at, at calling out defining terms. Well, I mean, there's a sense in which, to these people, anybody who opposes fascism would be communist. Yeah. Um... Yeah, because they're communists. Diaz refused. Uh, Armas became president on the 7th of July, 1954. And then you see, I don't know, I, I, I like doing this concise thing where I just put two things together and you can, you can, you know, you can write your own little story for the two sentences. Diaz refused. Armas became president on the 7th of July, 1954. Elections were held in October. All political parties were banned from the election and Armas was the only candidate on the ballot. Uh, he won. won with over 99% of the vote. He did. Unlike his predecessor, who won 68% of a legitimate um, vote in a yeah. legitimate election. You know, the people that America, coming for democracy to bring mm. democracy to Guatemala, got rid of. There was a famous election that Saddam Hussein did in Iraq. Saddam Hussein was another American uh, guy put in char mm -hmm. charge of our country. Yeah, no. Saddam Hussein was actually on the CIA payroll. No. Um, Apparently he won, he won an election once with 101% of the vote. Surely you're going to cover this one in another. Iraq? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Have no problem. Um, have to. Tw a 12-part episode. <laughs> no, it'll be, be one episode. We'll, and we'll invite Chesh, and Chesh will, will fill in all the gaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this guy won. Aramis won. Immediately after the coup, came Operation PB History, which was a massive CIA attempt to scan any and all government documents from the time of Arbenz for evidence that elements of his government were operating under Soviet control, as this is something Chesh mentioned earlier. 
and straight after the coup was called Operation PB History. This would have justified the coup, or at least justified it in, the, in, in, in a way that the CIA felt that they might be able to defend. Many CIA agents studied 500,000 documents and found no evidence of any connection to Soviet Russia whatsoever. Hmm. And it's what? almost like they destroyed a lot of the evidence of any, in, of any interaction during this... Uh... destroyed the country and then destroyed all evidence of having destroyed it. You're right. However, an offshoot of Operation PB history, Operation Coup Fire, uh, resulted, <laughs> that's what it's called, resulted in the, op very... uh, the opening of a file on Che Guevara, which would become the biggest file a CIA would ever have on a single individual. Wow. I don't know why I said single individual, because individuals would be single. That's tautology, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's like saying verbally speaking. Yes, which would become the biggest file the CIA would ever have on an individual. Uh, what followed Operation PB history was a carousel of coups, rigged elections, US-supported dictators, left-wing uprisings, massacres, and at least one genocide. Uh, this, is yeah. called, uh, this, whole, this whole adventure is called the Guatemalan Civil War and lasted from 1960 to 1996, which is longer than these things usually last. Usually they're about 25 years, the mess after a CIA coup. According to the UN Commission for Historical Clarification, which was the Truth and Reconciliation um, body involved in putting together the Guatemalan government after the Civil War, according to the UN Commission for the Historical Clarification, government forces and state-sponsored CIA-trained paramilitaries were responsible for over 93% of human rights violations during the war. Both sides, though, yeah? Both sides? Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, anytime somebody says both sides to you, just run. Something's wrong somewhere. These days, in common with most of Latin America, Guatemala has calmed down a lot, and the main problems are rampant corruption and crime, which is a big improvement. It's not good, but it's a big improvement. Uh, United Fruit Company is still in the banana business, but now they are called Chiquita. Yay! That's, that's the pop line. That is the punchline. Surprise, okay. everybody who's been listening so far. Nice. Nice. Awesome. But, um, but now we Literally, we're literally in a situation where the American people went out of their way to cause, and like, I've seen most of the way people talk about this, remove the American people kind of from the situation because they were essentially lied to and their money was yes. moved. But the thing is, is like, who's in charge of keeping their government and their media in check? The people. You're, yeah. How much can you use ignorance as an excuse? Now, well, to be fair, they didn't have access to the internet at the time. They didn't have no. access to a lot of information. There's only so much they could you have know, done. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I blame the people. Um, I would blame, because I think that's basically the job of journalism. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, there, were, and there are reports of like mainstream publications like New York Times and Life magazine pushing this CIA bullshit about Guatemala at the time. You mean that, wait a minute, that. wait a minute. You're saying that the New York Times was, was wrong? I not only were them. they wrong, not only was the New York Times wrong, but their handling mm -hmm. of the situation was so that the only person who picked up on the lying was the only person who did any work. And the person who did and put this out was a Mexican journalist who was then when they when uh, people who happened to, you know, go to college together you know, the brothers and yeah. the guy at the New York Times got together for lunch and decided that this guy was a threat to the safety of them helping Guatemala. Mm. Who'd have mm. thought? Who'd it's, have it's thought? It's all about who you know, really. who, about who you know in these CIA coups. It's all about who you know. 
know. And the thing is, I think people don't realize like how how small of a world we live in when we start getting into like the upper echelons of like who has money and who runs what. Yeah. Right. They all know each other. They all know each other and they're all helping each other out and they're all just sitting there just jerking each other off and being like, we don't really, we already have enough money. We don't mm -hmm. need to make more money. What we need to do is control them control control. and monopolize it. So that way nothing like our situation doesn't get disturbed in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's what it's about. The, the other thing is this is a perfect example of what, uh the cia which was really about was protecting american interests you know and that's that's a verbiage that was was brought brought on by theodore roosevelt right because that's what justified a lot of the yeah just a lot of the interventions theodore roosevelt did that i appreciate and it was the rules around mergers yeah because he was a he was like the trust fund buster and so like that was great but guess what as soon as he was gone look what happened with chiquita it was a merger. The whole thing that started this was a merger. It yeah. gave a company too much power of an area, including like an, an up and down, like a vertical monopoly. And in yes. doing so, when that monopoly was threatened, they fucking caused a 40 year civil war after yeah. overthrowing not a dictatorship, a democracy yeah. that was for the people and by the people. Yeah, that's the way it goes in these coups. It's always a democracy they overthrow. What happens? All the time. And, and it, it is so fucked up. It is so fucked up. Mm. And there's going to be lots and lots of these in this sub category of jib podcasts. You're going to see a lot of this, and it's it's, it's honestly it's hard to believe sometimes. It's hard I to believe. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I just there's something special about about like that there are actual conspiracies out there that matter that people could be talking about that exist because I there is nothing about this that is not conspiracy. This yeah, is right. purposeful. It was meditated. Everything mm. about this was a conspiracy. They lied to the American people, et cetera, et cetera. They fabricated evidence. They destroyed evidence. All of this is the government fucking conspiring yes. to help uh, 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 not just American interests, because it's not the people's interest. America, Americans don't aren't interested in this. That, that, that wasn't them. They didn't decide this. Uh, if they did, you wouldn't have to lie to them about it. This mm. is corporate. This is America. This is this is ca extremist capitalism into fascism, right? Yeah. And so when you have that, you get into this situation where you have nothing but conspiracy. That's all it is, yeah. and utilizing the CIA, right? And so why are why do people give two shits about flat Earth? Or, <laughs> or give two shits about evolution is a conspiracy. Like, mm -hmm. guys, there's actually like fun conspiracies that exist that you can yes. actually affect and do things and about. People are talking about it, you know. Care about do this. What Seamus? What's yeah. happening this week? Oh, you mean what's new? What's new? Yeah. I have to remember one phrase. <laughs> I'm always screwed up. What's new? Just what's and I said I have a trick for remembering it's what new pussy cat, right? And yeah, it still, didn't work. Did not work. Tom no. Jones let you down again. Tom Jones again. Yeah. Anyway. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, well, this is the point of the podcast called What's New, which is what we do is we type in CIA or FBI into the Google machine, hit the news tab, and we just read out whatever we see. Now we used to do this live. And now we do it before the podcast. We just did this because otherwise the same story pops up a bunch of times and you end up reading the same headline. Yeah. Um, 
Do you want me to go first? It's all you, man. What are you going to do? Okay. The first link I found was a secret project to keep the A-12. Uh, they had to stop building. The CIA was building a secret airplane or something in, um, what do you call the place, the movie, uh, Burbank. And they had to move it to Area 51. And it just says to keep the A-12 project secret. The CIA stored it in boxes and then moved it from Skunk Works to Area 51, Groom Lake in Nevada. So basically they took this secret airplane, which turned into the SR-71 um, Blackbird, made built by Lockheed. Um, and they put it, they, they basically had a box slightly bigger than the airplane, put the airplane, the whole airplane into a box and drove it to Area 51. <laughs> and there's photos of it here. Not conspicuous at all. Huge, this huge box that they put the airplane into and no, it being driven through the country in the middle of the night. Why it's does the CIA really... even exist? Why do the American people allow the CIA to, to be a thing? That's cool. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, why, why doesn't the UN come down on it too? But you know, that's a good question. The next headline is: I was a prisoner in Guantanamo Bay, but who is its biggest captive? And I just like this because the first thing says: My journey into the unknown started when I was sold to the CIA as an Egyptian Al Qaeda general. I am eighteen. I was Damn. eighteen years old and from Yemen. <laughs> so <laughs> that's extraordinary rendition, right? Gone wrong. So is that like a Yelp? Is that like a Yelp review of like his stay in oh, Guantanamo Bay or something? Zero out of ten. <laughs> well, this he gave it five it's stars. Though, that's interesting. Oh. He gave it five oh, okay. stars. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Continental um, graphics and all, right? Yeah, pretty five simple, stars. Right? Go back next week. Um, yeah, but well, this whole this whole article about this guy's uh, being a prisoner in Guantanamo Bay—it's an interesting article if you want to see it. And the third link I have is about. Uh, it says when a Cavendish banana was enough to send U.S. troops to invade nations. This is a whole thing about uh, the banana wars. Now, I managed to, the banana wars are a whole series of invasions and military operations by the American government in Central and South American countries, generally who are producing bananas. And at no point do the banana wars have anything to do with anything, anything I said in this podcast. So I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> so this is, this is yeah. extra stuff in other countries, like in Panama and all sorts of, that we'll be to, I'll be talking about all these things later on. So that that's that also came up, a banana, and this, it's an interesting article as well. Dominican Republic, Haiti, um, Honduras, Panama, all these countries, but not um, not Guatemala in particular. That's my CIA. What's new, bit? Okay, so for the FBI, the first one is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kim Kardashian grilled for one MDB secrets, which apparently is the. Uh, one Malaysia developmental Bahard scandal. Okay, and they grilled. So, I wish they grilled them in real life. Yeah, really. Uh, DiCaprio and uh, or DiCaprio, sorry, and uh, Kardashian apparently both mm. got uh, got some time with the FBI. Okay. Uh, and then we have. Oh, I lost it. I lost it. Uh, FBI's warrantless uh, message surveillance is said to drop dramatically. Gee. Mm. Huh. So they're not they're not bugging people with a warrant anymore. They're just getting shady warrants. Is that it? Yeah, I guess that's what okay. <laughs> that's now. much better, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and this is like the most important news item we have for the FBI. FBI Richmond accepting applications for 2023 Teen Academy. No. All right, kids, <laughs> party! Oh. What sort of summer camp do you want to go? To? I went to FBI summer camp. Did you? I mean, yeah. fair, it's not like FBI summer camp wouldn't be fucking useful. Mm. Or hilarious. Or hilarious. Mm. It's. I mean, it's probably mostly going to be propaganda. Like, you're not actually going to. Yeah. I, I doubt you're going to learn very much. I mean, I didn't go to role playing summer camp, but I feel like I did. LARPing. 
Let's LARP mm -hmm. as FBI agents and spend time looking at everybody's browser history. Woo! <laughs> My mother sent me to a summer As camp if there. those kids aren't, like, they're teenagers. They're already looking at porn all day anyway. Right. Awesome. I have no reference, unfortunately. So. Alrighty. Well, I think that's it. Is that it? We done? Anything else? Yeah, we're we're done. We're we're that was Operation TV success. Don't invite so. me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's an endorsement. Okay, yeah. That's, the, that's what you end on. Never invite me ever again. Nostalgic. I'm just gonna make the podcast take three times as long to record, nope, and I'm also going okay. to just bring way more nuance. To I'm gonna tell you right now, Chesh, uh, Seamus is the editor, so whatever happens from now on is his. Oh yeah, blame it on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. Give you a couple nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's All right. Our show. We'll, we'll see everybody in uh, two weeks, right? Yeah. So. Bye. Right, Bye.